Oh shit, we haven't smoked yet. No, that's what I was saying. I'm still pretty high, but we're gonna get higher. That's how you should start the episode. <laughs> Weak ass bitches. Hi, Matt. Hi, Ashley. And hello, listeners. Welcome to the AF Highlist podcast where Matt and I are getting really baked and watching the 100 greatest American films of all time, as said by the 1998 AFI list, and we are on number 33. High noon. It's high noon, man. Oh, we should have maybe watched this at noon. <laughs> should have wore chaps. <laughs> yep. High we're noon. on the Western. Have we seen a Western before on this list? Hmm. Good question. Have we, seen so. a, have we seen a Western yet? Uh, probably, but I'm gonna say no. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't fucking remember the everything 33 we 33 is like a pretty crazy number. We were excited when we hit 30 because we're like, wow, that's like, that's a big portion of the list done. But like now that we're like slowly going after him, like 33, that's a lot of fucking movies we've watched. And we got it's, a long way to go. We it's got, getting what, close to 64 50? movies left? 67 movies 67. left. 67. <laughs> But good try. <laughs> I'm actually good at math. I'm just very stoned right now. <laughs> good. We got you the kind of stone that Ashley can't oh, do math man. stoned. I wish I would have been like, well, how many do we have left? <laughs> 69? <laughs> we didn't do that on the right number. We fucked up. Oh, yeah. We should have been like, we got 69 left. Huh? Oh, but that was the Annie Hall episode. So oh, we God. Had we had to already talk. We already <laughs> had to fucking talk enough about that movie. Oh, guys. High Noon. Have you seen it? I have never seen High Noon. I could assume by the title. Like, I didn't really know much about this at all. I didn't know who was in it. But just by the title, I knew it was a Western. Like, High Noon. Like, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> I feel like there's always a gun, sh- like a showdown out in the streets of the dusty old town at High Noon. Yeah. That's always what it is. I'd seen this film before. When did you see it? Uh, I saw it in a film class? high school film class, actually. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it was in uh, uh, Mr. Galliano's film studies class. He was also the senior English teacher. But he also he also had on the side like a film studies class. Um, and today's special guest is Mr. Galliano. <laughs> and he walks in and I'm like surprised to see him. He, like, scares me, like, on Ellen. <laughs> you know, when, like, oh the guest God. comes out and scares the other person? I don't want to scare you like that. Like, scaring you with the person, that's a lot of, like, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, man. If you jump around a corner and say, boo, like, that's going to get you, but, like, in a certain way, if there's, like, a, another person that you didn't know was yeah, in your home. Yeah, that's a different kind of fear. That's, like, that's terrifying. That's a whole new kind of fear. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so scary. Yeah, I'd seen this in Mr. Kalyan. He's not here, right? <laughs> How would I have known this story? You've never told me this. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I've told it a hundred times. Maybe I've never told it at all. I just know that every single movie on this list you have seen in some form. In a class? In a fucking class. (laughs) Nerd! (laughs) I was out getting laid. (laughs) But this goes to show you the kind of person I am, though. 
I seen him in class. I never sought any of these out myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, like some of them I did. Like duck soup, I think I saw on my own. <laughs> but like, That's I didn't. Exciting. I didn't. Uh, I don't think I sought many of these out. I think uh, it was just like, well, they're out in the class. <laughs> what was your impression of it when you saw it in Mr. Galliano's class? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was cool because obviously it's a concept. If you guys <laughs> haven't seen it, it's all done in real time. I'm doing like quotes, but like it all happens within the time in which the stuff is set in the movie. So instead of like a bunch of scenes, it's like that you've got 90 minutes to do something. This movie's 90 minutes long type thing. Uh, I don't know how accurate it is. It is like set a little over an hour. Like that's what the plot is. But, like, I don't know if it actually is exactly the amount of numbers. I don't know if it's exactly because, like, it's when close. I, like, was on the Wikipedia, they didn't really say anything about that. I feel like they would talk about that a lot. I feel like it was close, though. Yeah. Like, they would say, like, ten minutes went by, and I hit the, hit the thing because we paused it, and it said nine minutes had gone by. So, like, it, it's pretty close. Okay. But that's a cool thing. So your teenage self was just like, yeah, I was into that. <laughs> but here, fast forward to Stoner today. I had no recollection of this film whatsoever. And not not even so when we were watching it where I was like, oh, this is all coming back to me now. It was more just like, I've seen this before. Couldn't tell you anything that's about to happen, though. Saw it in a class, you know. Yeah, Matt was, I asked who was in it and he had looked at like the DVD or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said Gary Cooper and... Grace Kelly? Grace Kelly. Are the ones that are on the cover. And so I was just like, okay, I know who Grace Kelly is. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I have no idea who Gary Cooper is, except for one thing in my head. And then I asked Matt, I was like, do you know who Gary Cooper is? <laughs> and he was, of course, it's a name like that we might have heard, but we aren't familiar with his movies. And like, I wasn't a big Western person. Me I'm neither. St- I'm still not really. But like, I'm aware of Western stuff. But because I didn't watch so many it's probably I missed out on his career and why he's so amazing. Um, but the thing I know Gary Cooper is from the lyrics of Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> right, and the only way I could hear it in my head is, is the, the 80s, 80s version. version. <laughs> Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. And it's like wacky <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, like I picture it like I was a huge fan of Young Frankenstein. And so I made the reference and I said something about Young Frankenstein and you were like, why are you talking about Young Frankenstein? I'm like, there's this whole scene with Putting on the Ritz. Yeah, yep. But you were just so caught up in the 80s. I just could only hear that one for some reason with just the gary cooper line when i think of like putting on the ritz like the words putting on the ritz obviously i think of young frankenstein because it's the i feel like everybody (laughs) if they hear that song could say the lyrics and know it the name was gary cooper but i feel like those people don't really know like people our age yeah like i really couldn't picture him offhand like if you put five guys in front of me before i watch this movie and said which one's gary cooper i'd be like Yeah. I have to see if I knew any of the other ones before I... If before... I do process of elimination. If before this podcast, you had a photo of Gary Cooper and a photo of Billy... Or uh, William Holden. I don't know why I got so casual with him. Billy Holden? (laughs) Billy, my friend Billy. Billy Holden. Oh my god, that's weird. Um, But William Holden, I feel like I wouldn't be able to tell the two apart. I feel like I would guess correctly, but I wouldn't know. Before this list? Before watching movies on this list because William Holden I was like oh my god he's amazing I've never fucking seen him in anything same 
Same, same, same Z's, dude. Same Z's. I don't think I would be able to either. Yeah. Want to jump in? <laughs> you already actually said my first note because it was fucking putting oh, on like the Oh, Gary Cooper? Yep, putting on the Ritz. Uh, the whole... I just want to let, let you know, Ashley, yes. and, and listeners, you're here too. Um, right. But mostly I'm talking to Ashley who's sitting next to me. That entire time we were watching that movie, putting on the Ritz was in my head. <laughs> All 85 minutes of this film. I was just like trying to talk to him. Every time he came on screen, I just said that lyric in my head. (laughs) Anytime he did something cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's the line. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper, super duper. So then in my brain, I'm like, you're trying. It's funny because we were talking about this like sayings and stuff that like have a meaning that you understand, but you don't really necessarily break down what it's saying. It's like trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Cooper, you have a song called Putting on the Ritz. To me, I am aware that Gary Cooper is like a person that people aspire to be. Like he's a cool yeah, person. Like a hero. Yeah. Either a hero or like a big star. Like yeah. he's got gumption. Like he's just like he's a star. But I didn't know who it was. <laughs> yeah. I will say watching this again though, he's pretty commanding on screen. He's real oh, good. Yeah. He's got that um, hero cowboy look for sure. He's got it down and perfected here. I did look up um, a little bit about him just because I was curious. And uh, I saw that he became popular in like the late 20s and like at the end of the silent film era. And he like did um, stunts on horseback for Western films first. And then he like did some breakout roles and he i think he just pretty much stayed in the realm of westerns again that's why i don't think i know who he is yeah i, I told you i don't watch a lot of like these westerns i watched a lot of the spaghetti westerns and like on you know the the neo westerns of today or whatever but yeah. like i never watched like never watched like the og like john wayne i mean i'd seen some of them but i just never really like liked them I don't really like westerns, but oh, bo- I mean, I love. <laughs> would you consider City Slickers? <laughs> City Slickers do westerns. Well, I would. Can, I would put that in the neo western category, which is like a Kill Bill. Oh, I would think. Fuck it, I love from Bone Dusk Tomahawk. From those are neo. I would still put that in neo western because it's like a western comedy. Okay. So I would still put that in the neo western category, just Dude, like I western also, plus. <laughs> um, from Hell or High Water, I think that's a good modern one. I would consider that a western. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so like small town, you know, it's like just a broader thing, but I really like those. So I think I'm more into the modern vibe of Westerns and like, yeah, Kill Bill 2, in my opinion, is more of the Western and I love that one. I mean, I love both of them, but I like that one better. Yeah. I would even say the new one has Western. Oh, yeah. Not because they're just filming cowboy stuff, but like the way. It's dusty. Yeah, just like the way they're treating Hollywood as like the, the wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah, like that eighty song, the wild, wild west. They're singing about Hollywood. Remember that song too? Wow, west. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, dude. <laughs> Thinking about a lot of songs during this movie. <laughs> wild west. <laughs> we should make a fucking Spotify playlist <laughs> uh, for just this Called episode. High noon. Every movie we come up with random songs. Oh man, a soundtrack to go along with your listening pleasure. That's so fun, but I'm not going to do any of that. That's too much fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> So you're welcome. You don't have to go look for it. You can make. <laughs> you can your do it own. though, if you want to do it, listeners. 
we'll take it and we'll we'll tell other people that you did it if we find it. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't find it, so don't worry about it. Yeah, we will definitely <laughs> not find it. <laughs> what What were some of the first thoughts that you had about this movie? Oh, this movie. I think it begins and ends very similarly in a way, but like this movie comes up with a production logo and what what company is it? Well, it's Republic Pictures. I don't know who it would have been in '52, but it's on the this Bill DVD, Eagle. yeah, on this DVD, it's like the color uh, logo of the, like the '90s era Republic Pictures. Matt would do so well with like a trivia game with the logos of production companies before movie starts like he's so fucking good and just knowing everything yeah like really old ones new ones you just know it all and like the random con- company connections you're like oh well this is an offshoot of this company and yeah. I'm like how the fuck do you have room in your head for all of that? it's all that's being used <laughs> i could tell you the years a movie came out directors and i could tell you like studio logos i like that's just stuff that is in my brain for some reason. It's, it's like an exci- encyclopedia up here. I want to make some flashcards and test you. Yeah, you could show me like print out a bunch of pictures of the logos, but blank, and I'd be able to go that one, that one, that one, that one. Like if you printed out the eagle on that yeah. thing with the clouds around it, I'd be like Republic Pictures. Yeah, because that's what <laughs> came up first, and you said it. I was like, oh my god, that's insane. <laughs> um, but so that usually I feel like even in these older movies. There's usually the production company and then there's like kind of like a slow lead up to like the story or it's straight to the credits. This one, <laughs> we see our leading hero immediately. We see the bad guys first. Oh, I thought first. we saw him. No, oh, we see really? the bad guys first, then we cut the, to him. Oh, that's why I was confused for a while. I was very stoned and I was like, is he the good guy? I couldn't figure no, out who he... Gary Cooper was because I didn't know who it was. And, like, the bad guys were shown first, so I thought he was, like, the main dude. And they show him and start playing a song, and then then the credits roll. I don't know. It just felt kind of backwards, but, like, dynamic at the same time. Like, oh, we're getting into it. And then it did the credits, and I was like, this is so weird. I don't know. It just felt kind of out of place, but, like, I didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah, it was different. It was yeah. real different than what we've seen so far from this kind of movie. Like from a fifties movie, we don't we usually just see, yeah, the credits start rolling. Yeah. Or whatever. But this was like show us like a little snippet of a scene and then credits kinda of roll over it. It was kind of a new thing for this type of movie. Man, nineteen fifty two was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, man. So this song started playing and it has like lyrics that clearly are going to be the story of the movie. And what is it called? Like, don't forsake me, my love, or something like that. I think on that's our what wedding it's day. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and so he's like singing about a wedding day, and then like I wasn't really paying attention because I was just like uh, stoned, starting to watch one of these movies. And, and it's I, just a song starts. Playing. Yeah, a song starts playing, and then Matt's just like, "Oh, so this song just told us everything we need to know about this movie." And I was like, "Oh shit, I wasn't paying attention." <laughs> and I only caught the second half because I realized that it, during the second half I was like, "Fuck, this is plot. This isn't just a song." Yeah, and that this was an original song, like this. This song was made for this movie yes and it it won an oscar which i, I think it's kind of weird because like i didn't think the song was that spectacular but for how it works in the movie i guess that's pretty great and for at the time i don't think this was a big thing 
Yeah, I liked, you know what I liked about it? I liked when they would take the song and use it as like the score. Yeah. Where you didn't hear the lyrics and it was like slowed down a little mm-hmm. bit. I was like, I like this music as a score. Because yeah. it is kind of cool. And you need the song to have it. But like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the song itself. Actually, it won for best score too. Score, <laughs> I'll give it. I, I like the score of this movie a whole lot. Uh, the song is weird though. Uh, I will say though about the opening, just overall mm. song, the visuals, you know, how it starts kind of not a way we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. I started paying attention to the second half of the lyrics because like the opening does grab you as an audience. You're like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, shit, here we go. Like, it, it really just, like, starts you right off. Mm-hmm. It's a good opening. Yeah. Right, so that was it. It just grabs you. Yeah. And then people get mailweed. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, at the wedding? Do you have a note for that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Should I read Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So, they're getting married and like, the past. They're, they're not doing, like, a traditional Quaker wedding, so I don't know what religion it is, if it's a religion at all. But, like, the pastor, I guess, or whatever, looks exactly like Clancy Brown. Uh, <laughs> looks like he could be a relative of Mr. It, Krabs. It's so funny. Like, literally, Matt said, hey, that guy. And <laughs> <laughs> you knew exactly what and I was about goes, to say. He looks like he could be a relative of, and then... I couldn't think of the name Clancy Brown. And so to let Matt know I knew exactly who he was talking about, I like screamed Mr. Krabs as he was saying Clancy Clancy Brown. Because like you said it literally at the same second. At the beginning of this movie, I highly recommend just like looking up (laughs) this wedding because he looks very similar. Who knows? It could be Papa Brown. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Papa Mr. Krabs. Papa Mr. Krabs. Yeah, man, I had to write it down. I was like, Clancy Brown is in this movie. It's not, but it looked, could easily be a relative. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a uh, random tangent we went on, which is still pretty fun, though. Um, so from now on, for me, if I'm going to wish someone a happy birthday, <laughs> I have zero clue I don't know how this came came to, but it's an amazing thing. But I (laughs) I said, I'm going to give someone a recommendation for their birthday. So Ashley's birthday recommendation. And I want to get to a point where people are so amused and confused by it. So when I text someone, I'm going to be like, happy birthday. Uh, I have a great recommendation for blank. And then I just give them my birthday recommendation. And it can be random food. It could be... Movies, music, <laughs> like, a book, a book, an article. A color. <laughs> an article. I recommend Bloom today. <laughs> like it could be anything, but I'm gonna. I want it to be a thing that I'm known for. That I give great birthday recommendations. And <laughs> I said that I want them to be waiting with bated breath <laughs> for my birthday recommendation. Like. To the point at which they text you sometimes first and say, what's my birthday what is, recommendation? What is my birthday recommendation? I'm like, I'm happy you've been waiting with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you have to respond to that. It, it brings me such joy. So if it's your birthday. <laughs> and you want an Ashley recommendation. And you want Ashley's birthday recommendation for you. Then you can email list at gmail.com and I... We'll give you one of my classic birthday recommendations. <laughs> it's more valuable than a gift. 
It is. It's it's like a gift. It's the it's gift, a gift that keeps on giving. Well, until you experience that thing and you're like, that was a good gift. But, but what if it was a great... Would it change so, your life? Sometimes gifts are only good for one time. It changes like your life. Like food. <laughs> yeah. But that's how gifts work. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a gift. It's a gift. Any way you look at it, it's a gift. I am a gift in your life. <laughs> so email us to receive me. <laughs> Gross. Christ over here. <laughs> Get <it>. Ew, no! <laughs> That's even worse. I was thinking sexually, not religiously. See, I was thinking because we were just talking about the pastor. Yeah, but I've already Wedding. forgotten what we were talking about. Hey, friend, what's going on? Dude, hey, what, friend, what's going on? I think that this should just be a segment where Ashley refills the vape and we just kind of talk. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. We don't, it could be about the movie. It, but just know if you hear little sounds, I am Ashley, filling up my vape. Well, we're going to take a break from the movie to just do Ashley's filling the vape, vape and we'll just talk about whatever. What do we want to talk about right now, I Ashley? mean, we can talk about the movie if you want, but if you don't want to. No, uh, if we're going to refill uh, the vape, let's use this time to take a commercial break. But, like, I don't at, know. as a commercial break, we'll just talk about our lives. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think if I have any, like, stories or anything. Didn't you say you watched a, a trailer? Good trailer? Oh my god, I did watch a really good trailer. I watched a trailer for the film The Fanatic that's coming out soon. Yeah, yes. And um, Devin Sawa is in it. Uh, love Devin Sawa. And I love the weird comeback he's having because we just watched a... <laughs> what movie was it? Escape he Plan 3. Such an odd movie. Um, I didn't really like the film, but the end fight scene makes the experience worth it. Yes. <laughs> in a way. Yes. Because it's him and Sylvester Stallone. So now The Fanatic is a film starring Devin Sawa and John Travolta, directed by Fred Durst. Yes. What the actual <laughs> fuck is this movie? And we, is what I like questioned. Oh, we got to do an episode on this. Oh, movie. we absolutely have. And that comes. You out know, we're soon. gonna watch it a little stony. Oh yeah, we're gonna get baked. As and fuck. we're gonna be like, all right, <laughs> a little. Here we go. I want to be out of my mind. Are you burping? Yeah, I was about to, but I swallowed you burpy, it. Burpy, burpy, boy. You burpy, swallowed boy, boy. it? Yeah. Gross. That's going to come back what did we? Vengeance. Which one did we rent that we got a little stony for? Because critters, critters, we didn't. We didn't get stony during Critters. Escape Plan 3. No, there was another one we... What I was the other one I went and like rented right away that wasn't Critters? Um, Leprechaun. Oh, Yo, yeah, I was a little stony when I watched Leprechaun. You were going to bed. You <laughs> saw some of it. Yeah, see, I don't remember because I went in a part of it. I was a little stony during that one. Um, but yeah, Devin Sawa plays kind of like a he's a celebrity. Is it supposed to be kind of like who he is, like a child star? It's like, like kind of, a, yeah, it's like kind of a cross between like Fred Durst and Devin Sawa. Like was famous in the nineties, was younger then, was kind of like an it person then. Yeah, but is uh, not. Um, not really that much anymore, but still has a crazy stalker, and the stalker is John Travolta, who has the craziest. Who haircut has like a '90s teen heartthrob haircut, but like it's John Travolta today. And uh, you said the trailer looked like they made some bold decisions. The decisions you want this movie to make is the, what you said to me. This movie sounds fucking insane, and like when I hear the information, like directed by Fred Durst, and it's also based on like a scary experience fred durst had with a fan right mm -hmm. so it's like loosely based off of that so i'm just like very interested in that 
Um, but yeah, I watched the trailer at work uh, <laughs> with my coworker. I was just like, have you heard of this movie? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is this. And I looked it up and I was like, oh shit, a trailer's out. And then we just sat silently and we're like, what the fuck is this? And John Travolta looks so weird and crazy in it. But yeah, there's just some choices. You guys should watch the trailer. And then it comes out like VOD very soon. End of this month. End of this month. So there will absolutely be a fucking episode about it. Uh, I can't wait to see this movie. I didn't watch the trailer uh, because I, I'm already so in that I don't need to see anything. Like, not that you weren't, but like, oh, I, I, don't want any spo- I don't want any spoilers. Like, I'm ready to just get into this movie. I don't really remember much about it because I wasn't. I was at work. I wasn't right, like, right. <laughs> fully paying attention. But from what I see, it's going to be a time. Yes. I'm very excited. I can't wait, honestly. I really enjoy doing a mini episodes because it kind of breaks up these movies. Um, I love talking about these movies, but like I'm stoned most of the time. So breaking it up with some new stuff is fun. If we if we get motivated, we can... Do one for when we go to the movies on Friday, if we want to. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a double feature of something, and we will be stoned. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know what we're seeing yet. I think Dora's going to be involved. Yeah, I'm going to watch a little girl solve mysteries and shit. What's it about? I don't fucking know. Like, or like <laughs> fucking Boots is in it, and it's like Benicio Del Toro. And then fucking... Uh, Danny Trejo's that other thing. Swiper no swiping? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm in, Dora. This is, is going to be such a weird movie, but I'm very excited to be baked as fuck. What is the second movie we're going to watch? Maybe Scary Stories? What if I get scared? <laughs> Dude, what if it's like The Rings? Oh, we were talking about this oh since we're having a break God. right now while we're smoking. We were talking the other day just about <laughs> how scary The Ring was. And in a way, neither of us really expected it to be. Because we were kind of going in thinking we were safe. And then we got about 15 minutes in and realized we were not safe at all. That was the last movie, one of the last movies that, like, really scared me. I watch horror movies. (coughs) Sorry. I watch horror movies all the time. And I'm not ever, like, scared. I can be creeped out a little bit or, like, oh, I don't want to look because it's super gory. But, like, usually eye stuff I'm like, I cannot look at. Not because I'm scared, just because I'm like, I don't want to see your eyeball do that. (laughs) Um... But the ring <laughs> ruined a part of my life. Rocked me to my court. I was so scared of the ring. How old was I? Ten. I was ten during yeah. when the ring came out. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> that movie fucked me up. I was so scared that I like slept with my closet light on, and I had the tiniest little TV in my room. And it looked like the fucking TV in the barn that she used to sleep in when she was a little girl. And I would have to have the TV on at all times because the reflection in the turned off black screen terrified me. Haunted you? Because I was afraid to see her in it. And I, my mom would be like, Ashley, (laughs) stop leaving your TV and light on. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I must have fell asleep. No, I was terrified of the fucking little ring girl, but I didn't want to be a little bitch. (laughs) Because I always loved horror movies. I didn't want to admit that one really got to me. Yeah, that one really wrecked me too. Fuck. I was scared. I, uh, I know that first night, yeah, I had to make sure my blinds were entirely closed. I couldn't see in or out of them. 
because uh, I, I growing up I had blinds right next to my uh, bed, like right next to my head. Oh. Uh, I had the lights on in my room, my door closed, the lights on, and the TV on with the sound on, and the, only then I could fall asleep. Yeah. So like <laughs> blinds entirely shut out from the night. Fucking TV, pretty loud too. Mm-hmm. Like pretty loud. Um, and you were twelve ish. Yeah, right before your teens. Yeah, I was still twelve though when that came out. That's so like. I feel like that's an age where you do get fucking creeped out because you're at an age where you're like, I can handle stuff. I can handle stuff, and then something comes along. <laughs> Something's like surprise, and I'm like, <laughs> Got oh, me. no! And like, anytime I see static on a TV, suddenly I'm like, it's time. <laughs> I'm like, what? The? It took me years to watch the actual ring tape. Um, scared me bad. I loved the movie though, and I was insane and watched it a thousand times. So it's like that thing where I was so fascinated by right. how you're, scared I was. And you was. were like, "How is this getting me?" And then you watch it again, and you're like, "Fuck, it got me again." I like, would say it's one of the best like modern horror absolutely. movies because it just like ruined me. And everybody I know like was just like, "Oh yeah, that was a good movie." Like, and it is just a good movie. Like, the actor uh, Naomi Watts is amazing in it, and it's chilling and the the use of like auditory distortion is yeah. crazy in it but also just like i wonder if that has shot, oh it's too. sleek and smoky gore. oh gore. our boy gore shot there directed that one he's it, good he's a fucking good director it's man. so chilling like the others i would say scared me a little bit too like Those, it was the others the ring and signs all came out around the same time when i was 12 years old and then all three of those freaked me the fuck out like i thought i was safe i thought i was done with being scared because i was 12 no 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 those three movies came out all around the same time scared the fuck out of me yeah they both have like some things in common it's like a female lead who is so like captivating because Nicole an australian blonde oh an australian, <laughs> that's what i need in this life just more australian blonde women to lead these amazing horror movies alice eve we need you to start doing some horror movies the Who's girl that? from uh uh she's out of my league the australian blonde oh, and that but now she's about their absolutely. age now because that was like 10 years ago like we need her to be doing like creepy spooky horror movies yeah i need a blonde australian lead ghost technically because she's like a little ghost girl in the well and uh and there's something about like darkness but well well lit darkness the use of darkness the, the use of darkness and the use of silence yep and odd sound like I told you I had oh, the look. Oh, it's hypnotic. Up. I had the look away during a scene where there was literally nothing on screen because in the others. Because it was others. scary. Because it scared me so much. I was like, I'm looking away, but I can't. They're they're not showing oh me anything. But it's like I have to look away from the screen because the darkness makes me uncomfortable. I think the others is such an underrated film. Nobody fucking talks about that movie. And, and how fucking do, scary it is. If dude. they do talk about about that movie, like I'm just not hearing the places where they're talking. Yeah. But. I'm obsessed with that. I loved that movie growing up and like me and my friends would rent it a couple of times like every Halloween or like randomly just because we were like this movie is so like yeah it's like scary but we're obsessed with it. Like we're so curious about it. It's so good. This podcast has turned completely away from westerns and hardcore into we're about like to 2000s we're about horror to stuff. I'm, I'm feeling high already and I just love horror movies and those movies <laughs> scare me. If I was if I was this high right now and I watched both of those movies I'd be scared. 
I, I'm the kind of high that, again, if you put, like, Beetlejuice on, I'd be scared. Oh, my gosh. No ghost stuff right now. Him ghost is the little snake me. on the staircase. It's so spooky. Spookums. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's Spookums. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, those those movies really fucked me up. I own all three, though, because uh, I said Signs also. That doesn't have oh. female lead and stuff like that. But, like, Signs? I have I all three of the ones that really spooked me. Absolutely love the scene where walking as Meryl. I know his fucking name. Like, that's how impressive this film was. But when he's in that little closet watching that TV news and they show the fucking alien, it's like... Bone chilling. Ah! <laughs> like, it's so scary. Bone chilling. Dude, that scene ruined me too. Oh my but god. But it was like the leg in the cornfield, the hands under the doors, the TV, when he puts the TV down and the reflection shows the alien standing in the room with them. That was a chilling. moment... Like, the one on the TV was... The one that made my stomach flip. It made me nauseous for a yeah. second. Like I I could feel it just like flip me because it's like what you were expecting and then not. Because most of those movies, like they wait a long time to reveal something like that. Yeah. And it's not at the end. Yeah, there's still some time left. So M. Night, like he crushed it on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I saw this. Somebody shared a tweet. I don't know if it was recently or whatever, but it was M. Night Shyamalan tweeting a photo. And he said, I just received this from an ex-girlfriend. And I think it was his birthday. And it, just said, it was just a white card that said, I see dead people. Oh, wait, you're just old. <laughs> to M. Night Shyamalan. That's amazing. That's so fun. You know, M. Night... Since <laughs> we're just going there. Yeah. You know, you really fucking dropped the ball with that uh, Glass movie. It was another stinker. Like, I never dude saw did it. another stinker. But man, he really had a nice little streak with uh, the, visit. the Visit and then uh, Split. Back to back. Yeah. I was like, ooh, M. Night's going to come back and start doing some punch. And they fucking did Glass. It's like, God damn it, M. Night. <laughs> Isn't that always how it is, though? Yeah, he does like two bangers and then he like fucking yeah. just falls off. Like, when was Lady? the water was that like after right signs? after signs no no the village the village was right after signs god damn it m night he did the village then fucking lady in the water and we were like we're done with him we're finished so he's got one more bad one before we can get back on track no he did like five bad ones. oh no well we'll see you in a couple years <laughs> like the happening and Ooh. fucking uh uh what's that other one that everybody hates uh after earth <laughs> airbender oh, just fucking no. bad movies after bad movies i feel like i just sounded like the shark from strange wilderness <laughs> oh. oh man we that talk about this scene all the so time so fucking funny okay Everybody was kind of pissed because that movie wasn't what they expected. I feel like the mainstream did not like that movie at all. It was like a Napoleon Dynamite where people didn't accept it. Where It's weird. What was advertised to them was like <laughs> going to be like a silly comedy. And what they got was a very weird comedy. It's so weird. I fucking love that movie because I absolutely adore... Um, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. We're big Steve Zahn fans I here. love Steve Zahn so much. Like, Joy... I just... I love... Him. We're gonna watch Joy right soon. I'm so excited. It's gonna be so much fun. We're gonna watch it Saturday. <laughs> Dude, 
Fucking candy cane, rusty nail. You gotta see Perfect Getaway. Oh my god, Steve Zahn's amazing. And (laughs) yeah, I never saw Perfect Getaway. I always wanted to see it, and I just like never saw it. Let's watch it tonight. Uh, Is it on something? Oh, do you not have it? I don't think I have that one. I can check the booties. I can check the booties and see if I got it. What was I talking about, Steve? Oh, Strange Wilderness. That cast is incredible. It's a bunch of, like, comedians who, like, are just being weird. It reminds me of, like, a Hamlet, too. Yeah. Where it's it wasn't what people wanted it to be, <laughs> yeah, but, like, but what was... they got was still pretty weird and funny. And you show that fucking shark scene to any person. And they will it's laugh It's really so hard. long that they will at least crack a smile. Yeah. Because they will not want to laugh, but then after like the fourth time of that shark doing it and it comes around for a fifth, you can't help I'm dying laughing yeah. by that point. Oh! It's funny, man. The first one, I'm like, this, I'm tickled. <laughs> I love it so much. And fucking Justin Long's character with his tattooed eyeballs. Yeah, on his eyelids. It's so fucking weird. I love that movie. All right. And, let's... and now back to High Noon. Welcome oh. back, everybody. Thanks Welcome back this... to the AF Hylas podcast. We are, I'm, I'm high again. <laughs> yeah, I'm high. And I'm fucking, we just got a little higher. We just oh. talked about 2000s movies and all that stuff. I just love talking about movies that are fun and not fun. I just like movies so much. That's why I have a movie podcast. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Oh, back to High Noon. My next note is what is happening with Cloverfield? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you brought this up because I did want to talk about this. I was like, I wonder if she wrote this down. I absolutely did. Uh, we're big fans over here of the Cloverfield I trilogy. Love Cloverfield. We yeah. like the the three films, including the Netflix one. Uh, the three films. The Netflix one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The space one. Sorry. Um, but a lot of people didn't like the third one. That's fine. So like it uh, it uh, stopped the series a little bit. What a bummer! I bet they're gonna do something real crazy. Oh, but then you told me such yep. an interesting fact. Overlord was supposed to be the fourth one, but that, they cut. They decided not to shoot any of the Cloverfield stuff. That blew my mind because, like, um, Cloverfield, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. That movie, if you take away like the threat of the alien, or like you take away the fact that it is aliens outside, it's it's a standalone movie. It's just like this crazy fucking yeah, guy. Yeah, and it's like it is it isn't it type movie yeah. the whole time. Yeah, 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 you don't know what's real, and I'm like, that's a really good psychological movie. And then they turned it into like a happening of the Cloverfield paradox. Isn't that what it is? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it turns out in that movie, I was really excited. We watched it the fucking first night on Netflix, and we never do that with stuff. We did it with the babysitter, and we did it with this movie. <laughs> Absolutely, and oh my god, the babysitter and, was and like one of my favorite fucking both. movies. I think John Wick and Get Out were ahead of the babysitter, but babysitter was like three. Oh, it was it, it and then babysitter for me? It oh was, no, it was mine number was one. John Wick two, it and the babysitter. Yeah, mine was <laughs> it, and uh, John Wick was probably five or something like that. Oh my me. gosh, I you guys know I love John Wick. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan oh my gosh you know how much I love my Jonathan (laughs) oh Oh, man shit what were we talking about um overlord 
But oh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of happy they left that stuff out because Overlord was a banger. And if you didn't see it, fuck you. Everybody complains, there's no rated R horror movies. And then you don't even go see the fucking rated R horror movie you've been asking for. It fuck you, horror fans. Literally every time. I can like, I can clock it from a mile away. <laughs> I'm like, everybody's in a bitch. There's no R-rated original horror movies. Yes. And then one's going to come out, and then I'm going to be the only one in that audience. Fucking, as soon as that comes out, me and you. Me and you are the only ones ever in there. It's me, you, and one other weird guy by himself, who's just me in the future. (laughs) Because you saw this film not only once. (laughs) I saw it twice in the same week. (laughs) Yeah, he saw it first without me, and then he was like, I will go again with you. (laughs) I was like, Ashley, you have to see this movie, and if you want me to go with you, I will be, I will happily go use one of my AMC stub things again to see it again with you. (laughs) It was very good. (laughs) It's a fucking big ass banger. It's a good one. I said I had to buy it because like, I'm gonna, this one's gonna be in heavy rotation for me. Yeah. I gotta own this one, because I'm gonna watch it over and over again. It's very, very good. So, like, I'm just concerned. I'm excited for the next Cloverfield installment whenever it does happen, because I'm sure it will. They're just, I think, giving it a little time after the Netflix thing, because people were, like, acting as if they're... That this movie, the result of what this movie would be, would save the world or not. Like, people were talking about this so, like, crazily, I feel like. Cloverfield Paradox. Right? Like, people were really against it, weren't they? Yeah. Because it was the same night as the Super Bowl, and people were, like, pissed the next day, and I'm like, you're mad about the Super Bowl. You're not mad about the Paradox. Well, you're also just like, it was never going to live up to any expectations you gave it. Like, if you just went in and be like, I'm going to watch a sci-fi movie, you got it. If you were like, well, it's after the Super Bowl, this thing better be the greatest fucking (laughs) sci-fi movie ever created. Yeah, you're going to be a little fucking let down. <laughs> I think that people are like, this is a Cloverfield movie, so it better be the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, dude, it's only on the third movie. Do you know how many fucking like series have gone on to certain ones where you're like, this isn't the best, but then you love the entire franchise? Like any fucking series. Not yeah. all of them are bangers. Yeah. I like the Saw movies, but only like half of them are good. <laughs> but I like the series. I would like to say that one of them is, and it's Saw. <laughs> no, you even liked some of the sequels. I, I really didn't. <laughs> you saw some of them with me. I don't you liked remember them, I a single one. I think you liked a couple of them. You came around to some. But uh, obviously I liked more of them. <laughs> For sure. Any notes on Cloverfield? I think um, we can wrap it up and maybe we could go back to High Noon. I feel bad. We're not really talking about it at all. We had a lot to say tonight. It's a very it's short long movie. Ep- it's going to be a long episode. Let's try to make the episode 85 minutes. <laughs> if we can't make it there, I'll just add music for the last. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your next note? I feel like you haven't brought up a note in a while. My uh, next note is not about this movie either. Are you kidding no, me? No, but it, it is. Uh, you it's, bastard. Uh, I knew there were a couple names that I recognized from the credits, and I was, like, waiting for Lon Chaney to show up in this oh my movie. God. He's only in two scenes. He's at the beginning and near the end. But they got... And they have him in silly, like, white paint over his, like, hair and mustache. Like, he's not that old Yeah, yet, they're, like, dusting But him they up. make him look way older than he is. <laughs> you said um, Lon Chaney, and he was literally in on TV. You couldn't find him. <laughs> there were four people on the screen, and he was to the far left. And he's done up in a way where he was like, Lon Chaney, he's right there. And I looked at every single person. I was like, 
who the fuck is he talking about? And then they did a close-up of him. I was like, oh my god, that's Lon Chaney. And I was just like, the wolf man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, he really had nothing to do in this movie, but like, I just get excited to see him every now and then. <laughs> well, he's the former retired sheriff. Like, this guy yeah. we're seeing now is about to be the retired sheriff. He's the former retired sheriff. So he's yeah. got a little some. He's got like a little weight to the fact that he's only got two scenes because he's kind of an important character to the story. He's important, but he's not on that. He's like in ten minutes of the movie, if that. But that's perfect because, like, think about it. He's no longer like the leading man. Oh, yeah, by now? Yeah, yeah he's like just 10 years doing, after the monster movies. Oh my god, when was Spider-Baby? That was the 60s. That was 1960. I know that was a later one. If you have not seen Spider-Baby with Lon Chaney, change that immediately. It is incredible. That's all I'm going to say. It's a good movie. Yeah, I really like that film. Oh, I like that movie so a whole good. lot. Spider-Baby. That's a good one. Love it. Um, a fun fact about High Noon. So this movie, just generally, if you're never going to watch it, which you, you don't have to. <laughs> That's why you might be listening to this podcast so you know what the movies are about. Kind of. We don't really talk we about it. We don't really tell you what it's about. I have been talking about everything but High Noon. Um, but this movie is like the classic like cowboy. Uh, Gary Cooper plays a sheriff. Or wait, is that what it's called? Marshall. Marshall. He's the town marshal, and he is getting married, and he is stepping down from his position. Like he's, he's retiring. He's retiring, and I feel like he's still kind of young. But like he's retiring from this. He's getting married on the same day, and they're sending in a different marshal from out of town. And his buddy boy, what's that actor's name? Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd? Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges' father. Yes, Lloyd Bridges. Look very similar. Yes, like, it's to Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, especially in Starman. I'm like, God, I love Starman yeah, so young, much. If really you have young. not watched Starman. <laughs> We're giving you a list of ones to check out. Oh. We're giving you banger after banger here. The Ring, Signs, the others, <laughs> fucking Cloverfield movies. <laughs> Lady in the Water. <laughs> Lady in the Water. The Village. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, if you haven't seen, what were you just talking about? Which ones did we mention? Starman. You haven't seen Starman. Ooh. You're missing out on a fucking so, emotional roller coaster. What a great film. So good. But he's the deputy and he's pissed off because like he wasn't offered the marshal position because he's the deputy. And so he's just like a little toddler this whole time. But the whole thing with Gary Cooper is that everyone in town, he like saved this town from this group of dudes and then, and the town helped him get rid of him. And they're coming back, and everyone in the town's like, we're friends with that guy. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, not, Or they're like, we appreciate what you did, but, but like, we're, we're not, not going to die. It. Like, yeah. we're not going to die. Just get out. Of, just leave. Leave us alone. Yeah, they're like, just leave town. It's fine. And he's like, he has like the integrity of like, he's like, I have to protect these people. That's my job. And it's not my job anymore as of today. But like, that was a big deal, and he doesn't want to just abandon. And so the whole movie, well, and he also wants doesn't want to keep running. He says that yes. specifically too. They'll he's like, find him. I, he's like, I, I leave town. You guys are in the clear, but he's gonna just keep coming for me wherever I go. So he's like, I'm staying and fighting right here. Yeah, and and then I'm leaving town. <laughs> well, and the best chance he has of survival is with the people 
who care about him and know him and everyone's fucking abandoning him and beating him down and stuff and he's still he is unmoving in his thing and so with that just in general presidents like of the united states really love high noon there are multiple presidents who were like obsessed with this movie hey so uh eisenhower uh reagan. ronald reagan and bill clinton yes bill or... clinton showed this movie at the white house seven times <laughs> it, and it's because of that thing it's like the he's the ultimate hero like gary cooper in this role i guess like it's crazy that i haven't heard of this like him being so iconic for this because like he's on this role the guy's name is what will kane? will kane will kane is one of the i think entertainment wiki wikis <laughs> that's what they're called entertainment wikis <laughs> i love entertainment wikis top 20 heroes in pop culture or something yeah. and i'm like damn coolest heroes coolest heroes and he is pretty cool like he's got that cool look about yeah. him I have a note about him actually. I said that like in this movie he is, and I actually, and it's cooler than this, but like uh, Will Kane is kind of a Captain America of sorts. Yeah, in a way. Where he's the good old boy. He's doing, you know, he's standing his ground. He's being like, he is Captain America, but just not as annoying and fucking like Boy Scouty for as sure. Captain America. But he is like that kind of, you know, stands for something kind of Captain America type thing. Like, his wife gives him, like, an ultimatum. Like, they just got married, and she's like, I'm fucking leaving with or without you. Yeah. That's it. Like, that is it. And then he's just like, no, I, I But that's can't. when he says the thing about, like, we're going to go to another town, and, he's and then they're going to come for me there. her in a way, too, because it's like, do you want to live a life of just running? That's not... Yeah. And then, and then we'll die eventually. Like, that puts her in danger and everything. So, I don't know. It's something about this that politicians love. Yeah. Love it. And with that, this movie, <laughs> a portion of it, at least the wife's storyline, is very timely right now. The wife is having this conversation with, like, an ex-girlfriend. The character... There is a character, Mrs. Ramirez... Who, like, is connected to everything, but no one ever explicitly says exactly what went down. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of fun about this movie because it's like, we're just dropped in. Yeah. This is a town where everyone knows everything that's yep, ever that's happened in this town. And we are the outsiders watching. Right. So it's up to us. And I kind of like seeing a movie like that because nowadays they have to, like, baby spell everything yeah. out for you. And it's like, you can trust us as an audience to be smart enough to figure out what's going on. But, like, I don't know if the same can be said about now. <laughs> like, audiences today, I feel like if you don't explain it, they're like, what the fuck? I gotta Google what it's about. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I hate those people. I just can't be... I can't even be near them. I don't mind, like, people like, who, what's like... what's your opinion on the mo movie? Well, let me Google it first, and then I'll tell you what my opinion is. Yeah. Like... I don't mind if you're, like, really fascinated about something and then want to read stuff like that. That's like cool. Like, Cloverfield. I got really into the oh, behind the scenes of, yes. like, like, the slusho and the mining and the fucking... The whole backstory of Cloverfield I got super into. Mm -hmm. But that's the movie that it's for. If you, like, just walk out of a movie, like, say, like, The Witch or something, where it's, like, a headier 
horror movie and then you've got to like look it up to make sure that you know like it's okay to like it yeah (laughs) or and also to be like oh now i get it and it's like no make your own opinion yeah or like and if you don't understand it what do you understand about it you know like like what do you take away from it before you look up what you're supposed to in air quotes take away from it yeah like i don't mind you can like look more stuff but yeah if your opinion is solely like based on what other people are like telling you to think about it no like and that's the fun thing about doing this list too is like these are 100 of the in quotes greatest american films like of all time from the beginning of film to 1998 on this list that's crazy so people are saying that some of these are the greatest movies and we fucking shit on some of these. Yeah, no, we'll tell it like it is, yeah. <laughs> like, if I don't like it, I'm like, no, this is not one of the best. And then also, I, I can admit, like, this is a good movie, but I don't like it. Like, I can have that awareness. I think that's just, like, more fun, informed conversations than just, like, well, this is what it's supposed to mean, and this is why it's considered the best. I'm like, that's fine, but it's not one of my best. Yeah. But The Wife... Yes, so the wife, sorry, that was like a whole thing. Um, The wife has a backstory. This Mrs. Ramirez was like, what, you want to run away because you're afraid of guns? And she's like, I'm not afraid of guns. Or like, she's like, I'm not going to run away because of guns. Like, I've had guns in my life plenty. Like, my dad and brother were like shot to death. In front of me. In front of me. And like, we thought they were fighting for the right side. And no, and they were the good guys and they still fucking got shot. Yeah. So that's the problem. And it's like right now in the U.S., it's really bad. <laughs> We've had multiple well, shootings. And it's always, too, it's always people thinking they're being the good guys. Like, but they're and, extreme. But they're not. But they think they're getting the bad guys, in quotes. Yeah. Oof. And it's super... It's really sad. I feel like right now is very ominous, but it we're not going to talk about that so much. But like, it is very heartbreaking. And then that happens in the movie, and I was like, "Fuck, this is a movie from 1952." And it's great to watch these movies and be like, "There's some crazy themes that will always be repeating." You know, like mm-hmm. just stuff is always going to be timely. It rotates. Like. We've been around on this planet for so long. I feel like things just refresh a lot. And it, we're in a refresh right now. We're in the <laughs> bad part of the refresh. Yeah, right. And oh boy. But yeah, so she became a Quaker. And I saw in the Wikipedia article later, I looked it up and it was like, oh, that quote. Yeah, Howard Hawks. The director and John Wayne fucking hate this movie. <laughs> Which, in a weird way, makes me like the movie more because yeah. fuck those guys. Yeah, and it's a situation of like the reason they didn't like it was basically because they thought that Will Kane, the character in the movie, was a pussy for asking people for help and being like, spoiler alert, saved by his Quaker wife. Yeah. Was the quote. And it's like, damn okay so there's a level of machismo that these dudes like in their westerns like these are dudes who only watch westerns because they want to see dudes be the best and slap women when in this movie which i forgot to write down i was so fucking excited oh you wrote it down that's one of my next notes so it good naturally together. got there <laughs> i was so excited i'm excited to announce everyone that this is the first time in the film <laughs> in the in the, in AFI, the afi list 
where I got to see a woman slap a man, but he was acting like a little boy. <laughs> so it's one of those scenes where she's pissing him off, like on purpose to be like, come on, buck up. You're not a man like the... Like Gary Cooper. Like Gary Cooper. You're, okay. you're a little boy. Yeah. You're not being Gary Cooper. And he looks so mad that that scene... If it were like any other AFI list movie, when they make She'd that face, she would get slapped across the fucking mouth. Or if you were Humphrey Bogart, remember when he got punched in the throat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still, that's one of my favorite moments in this movie. Maltese list. Falcon. Maltese Falcon, he gets punched in the fucking throat. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but I thought he was going to slap her and she just slapped the shit out of him. And it was very satisfying. So this movie and... The wife, this is a strong movie <laughs> about women. Yeah, because the great. wife is the one that saves him. The wife saves him. Yeah, so like everything kind of like the, the John Wayne Western represents. That's what I was saying earlier why I like the spaghetti westerns. I didn't watch any of those. I didn't watch it, the John Wayne cowboy movies because it's fucking boring to me. I want to yeah. see that shit. And yeah, at one point he's going to fucking smack a woman around and like be a tough guy, blah, blah, blah. I don't like this shit, man. This shit's annoying. And it's and, and it's honestly just boring. So I always like the other stuff more than the John Wayne stuff anyway. So good for this movie. Fuck those fucking, fucking. fucking toxic masculinity fucking yeah. bullshit Again, assholes. It's, it's themes. Like this is such a crazy thing that we're watching right now. Because I'm like, yeah, it's still ha like there's just dudes who get so aggro. Yeah. Like, about anything that's not like, man! <laughs> Men are the best! It's like, okay, calm down. The whole thing sort of represents, obviously rep it's doing the representation, we looked it up, of like the communism thing, like turning in people for the blacklist. McCarthyism. Uh, I felt, I got like, uh, war vibes, but like in the 50s where we weren't really like, at like you know we weren't at world war ii we weren't in the cold war way out we weren't in vietnam we weren't in a big one then. yeah so like it was a sort of like you know how do you prepare for war type thing like it had like a lot of vibes for the time but it also just like represented westerns mm -hmm. this is a movie about the genre of westerns within the genre of westerns this is a archetypal western here like mm -hmm. right here um and then in a way it is, uh, you know, it's a kind of a summation movie. So, like, I think of, like, you know, at the end of an era, too, because Westerns and theaters were about to be yeah. dying out until the Spaghetti Westerns came and saved them. Mm -hmm. The middle of the 50s through the early 60s didn't have, like, the 40s kind of, like, big cachet. Yeah. And, and then the later, like, 60s, like, the Sergio Leone stuff. So, like, um, it was kind Damn, of... Damn, you know a lot about Westerns! <laughs> <laughs> but, like... This one is kind of like a more like a representation movie. And I thought of like a couple examples I thought of were like White Heat, which you haven't seen. I don't I think I have it, not seen. Is sort of the last Warner Brothers gangster movie for a while. Mm -hmm. And it represents all of sort of like the, okay. the, the Warner Brothers gangster movies of like the 30s and 40s. But this is in like 59. It was the end. So it was this big represent, representational movie. Connection. You know a lot about gangster movies too. Oh, I, I, have, I know a ton about gangster yeah. movies. Yeah. But, uh, classic gangster movies like White Heat. I'm getting to the connection now. Mm -hmm. White Heat starred James Cagney, which he started kind of the one that kicked in the door mm -hmm. for the uh, Universal or not Universal for the uh, Warner Brothers gangster movies. He was in Public Enemy, yeah. So he's in sort of the first one and sort of the last one, and the last one was a summation of all of them. Uh -huh. 
we you looked up that Gary Cooper was in in the twenties. The, the Virginian. Movie, the Virginian, which was kind of the same story as this, uh-huh. but it was like a twenties movie. And now we're in the fifties when the Western era is kind of oh, the American Western era is kind of over. And it is a summation of all those films, but it's almost just a remake of that original film. Yeah, it was like 23 years later and Gary Cooper is like his breakout, I think, performance was in that besides being like an extra or like a horse rider. um, I think it was the Virginian in 1929. And yeah, like he's still a leading fucking man 20 years later in a genre that he has dominated. Yeah. And I'm sure he went on to do a couple more after, but he passed away like only nine, nine years, years later. after this. We found um, so he, I don't think he did as many after, but that's like a long reign in a very specific genre. It's yeah. hard to do that without people losing interest. And I think he was just like such a like dynamic dude in it that people flocked to see it. Let's say another like recent like for you guys that maybe didn't understand anything i just said when i was talking <laughs> western <laughs> like, I understand. no but maybe there's some listeners that have never seen yeah. any of any of the movies i'm talking about or whatever like a good modern example to sum it up would be like clint eastwood and doing like unforgiven in the 90s after coming off of doing those like 60s western movies mm-hmm. like clint eastwood is kind of like the modern gary cooper yeah. in that because like Unforgiven was a summation movie and it won a bunch of Oscars and stuff like that. Yeah, I never saw that. Unforgiven? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, but it's not as good as the oldies. Yeah, going with connections and stuff, there was this guy, um, he's like one of the friends who is like being supportive of Will Kane this whole time. And there was a guy, and I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. And for a second, I was like, was he in. Uh, Blizzard of Oz or Gone with the Wind like I was like really trying to think of what this guy was in because he looks so familiar and I can picture him in an older movie and so I looked up this side character and realized he's been this is the third AFI movie he's been in (laughs) and it's funny because when you look up the AFI list on um, Wikipedia they kind of tell you like actors who have repeated a lot but like this guy wasn't listed I don't think because he's just like a side character which is kind of exciting because I'm like, we might see a lot of side characters. I think we're going to continue to see some repeat faces for sure. Yeah, and like it was really cool. So he was in this film. He was in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And he was in It's a Wonderful Life, both with Jimmy Stewart. And I thought that was such a fun connection. And I really remember him in It's a Wonderful Life. I don't remember anything about Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Like anything except for the kids being funny. Um but I remember him in It's a Wonderful Life because he is like his uncle Billy, I think, or something like that. And he's at the bank. So he's a featured character throughout. And I do remember him, his face. He has glasses, I think, in the movie. And uh, it was cool to see him. But then, so I have that in my mind. And then we just hear the score changes and it's at the saloon. And you know, like the saloon style piano. Yep, yep. You all know. That's exactly what it was. And then the keys start to play this melody, and I hear it, and I'm like, is this Buffalo Gal? I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's the same song that in It's a Wonderful Life, they're singing, Buffalo Gal, won't you come out tonight? Won't you come out tonight? Won't you come out tonight? And then it's like, and dance by the light of the moon, whatever. It's playing on the thing, and I'm like, that's such a random 
other connection <laughs> to one of the movies on this list. It's like, what kind of crossover? And then Matt suggested... That maybe they were trying to get Jimmy Stewart to be in this movie? I just got the vibe when we were watching this movie. I was like, this seems like a Jimmy Stewart type Roll. lead performance. He does do like the Boy Scout, like it's I'm going to stick around to do the right thing, you know, type character. Now they're not trying to paint this guy so much as like a perfect angelic character. He's more of a kind of everyman in this movie. But I still got Jimmy Stewart vibes from this one. And I really thought like... I, I don't know this or anything like that. I didn't look it up. But it just felt like this would be like a Jimmy Stewart vehicle. Um, but thank God it's not because Gary Cooper's fucking great in this movie. I think they probably... I mean, they might have been going for Jimmy Stewart. Because Jimmy Stewart, I feel like that sounds like a classic name to go along with uh, What's-Her-Face Grace Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a good pairing. They might have been together. I think they're in a Hitchcock together. Oh, are they? Are they? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> But that sounds right. Good, good cover. You're an Hitchcock killer. I don't know. I, don't know. I could just be literally making quality it. conversation. We just make shit up as we go too. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense. But then I just don't think he. He just is a certain way. I don't see him as like that gruff character, and not like a Bogart or like a classic, cool. But I don't know. I don't see him punching people in the fucking face. I can't picture Jimmy Stewart like really getting Yeah, being being aggressive, being yeah. like yeah. He yeah. is that he is a little bit too much of a boy scout. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so we need we have like a hero who is very set in his like protective ways, but he's like manly and that's the whole conversation Mrs. Ramirez has with the wife, Grace Kelly. She's like, "Oh no, not not with her, with the little boy." <laughs> with uh, Lloyd Bridges the Papa Bridges. Yeah, the sheriff. He, he's she's not sheriff. Deputy. The deputy. He's. She's just like, you're a little boy. You will. It's gonna take you so long to be a man like him. Yeah. And it like really riles him up, but it's just like it's true. Gary Cooper oozes man. Yeah. And that's wild. Yeah. But I just thought that was a really weird other little connection. Yeah. Very very specific. Just like. Eh. I'm sure this song appears in a couple AFI movies besides those two. Oh, I'm sure. But, like, just those two, and then the Jimmy Stewart connection, and then this guy that's the side actor. Too much connected. This yes. feels very, very Jimmy Stewart-y. Yeah, it's like this movie was made specifically to be on this list with all these other movies. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is accidental. Nothing is random. Like, great segue. Like, when he's getting his uh, face... Uh, they put the clean he's like looking for clean water and they put the towel mm. on his face at the barber shop and like the barber kind of like takes care of him and gives him the warm or the cold towel or whatever at at the shop as he sort of has like five minutes left before he gets there like he just needs to calm down in the last five minutes yeah and like he stands up to go outside it's like noon now he's about to go outside or, or he's got like five minutes or whatever till noon and he goes outside and the sign for the undertaker is like next to his head as he's yeah. getting like not a shave but like taken care of by the barber he's completely instead of having the barber chair sitting upright it is completely flat and laid out so he has to lay down like a corpse with a cloth over his head and i feel like that's a huge symbol and the and sign the is sign. kind of in the background. Yeah, like even then, but I don't think we noticed it till after. As he was leaving. As he was it. leaving, but it was in the background the whole time. So it's like this 
we're seeing him be portrayed as a dead man because yeah. like no one's gonna help him during this i like just wrote nice because i thought that was so cool yeah and like, then he it like no- it worked really well sometimes it could be obnoxious when you do shit like that but that was good symbolism yeah and, you know good it's, placement that's good directing that's very fun it's a fun little call out but i was just like damn like they are just letting us know like things are not looking good <laughs> so we're expecting him to be the ultimate hero because like we know he's gonna overcome those things yeah. and he was saved by his wife yeah like he at the end of the day shot the last guy but she like killed one of the guys well she and she, it distracted the main she guy. scratched his face so yeah. that you know so he wouldn't have had that shot on him if yeah he, if she didn't do that she so. gave time so that was like just she a nice did. collaborative thing i would watch a little spinoff with them on the on the move on the where run where they going where are they headed next i don't know right before that scene at the barber shop the reason he goes in there is because he's bleeding on his face because he and the deputy papa bridges they get into like a brawl kind Mm. of thing and he (laughs) the deputy is like just fucking leave town get on the horse and go because like he cares about him but like he's not gonna fight with him because it's a lost cause but i think he ends up he ends up doing it though later right does he? No, he, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't fight with him. Is he still passed out? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's still passed out, but I don't think he helps him at all. But he's just like, I'm not gonna let you do this, and he like, he's like, I can't do it. You shouldn't do this. Like, you're gonna die. Yeah. And so they start fist fighting and punching each other in the face. And I just said that sometimes your friends just hold on. Wait, what did I just write? Oh, sometimes your friends just need to kick your ass. Yeah. Either verbally or really. <laughs> but yeah. you know when you need like a good talking to? Sometimes I need an ass kicking and sometimes I need to dish out ass kicking. Yeah. You know? Sometimes but I sometimes gotta I, dish out some ass whooping. <laughs> I, I say that knowing full well that I sometimes need an ass whooping though. You know? Absolutely. I'll dish him out, but I can take it too. So. And life's all about balance. You can't just be serving them out and not be willing no, to take gotta, them in. If you're gonna serve it out, you gotta be ready to get your own ass kicked. So yeah. I'm ready. And like being able, being a grown ass adult and being like, yeah, I'm getting my ass kicked, but I'm also gonna kick some ass too. That's what being a hero is all about. (laughs) (laughs) The end. High noon. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to go to Munchie Town? Munchie Munchie Town. Munchie Time. I keep saying Munchie Munchie Town. Munchie Town? Is this a... Take you. Munchie Town. Are we going to go for a rename here? No, I think it's Munchie Time, but I'm going to always fuck it up. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's Munchie Time. Munchie Time. What did you have? I don't even know what you had during Um, this. I had some pizza. Well, that's right. You had a little make it home pizza thing. It's called a frozen pizza. Yep, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> that was the upate. Frozen pizza. You had a frozen pizza. Frozen pizza. It was quite delicious. A very thin crust. Um, I've been in a pizza mood lately. And also a weird thing that I started with. And it is a good food to eat while you're high because it gives you kind of an activity to do. <laughs> Is an orange. I was peeling an orange. Oh, yeah, you had that orange. It was so good that it was really weird. There was, like, a weird part of it where I couldn't, like, peel the pieces apart. But, like, it was very delicious. So, guys, fruit. Oh, it's summer. I'm enjoying it. There's a fly. What the fuck? No, it's on it. I killed it. You got him. Good job, dude. You got him. (laughs) 
You're my hand, and now it's on my pants. <laughs> Good job, you got it. Thank you. I wanted to protect our home. Yes, you saved me. Thank you. You're welcome. You saved my life. It's summer, so there's fucking little flies. <laughs> and also, we live in a cardboard box. <laughs> Absolutely, cardboard box. Um, but yeah, what'd you eat? Uh, I had. Ooh, you had an assortment of beverages too. Did I? Oh, I had two beverages. I had yes. two beverages. Exciting. I had coffee and a coconut LaCroix. I really wanted a yogurt so bad. <laughs> but I've had a lot of dairy today, and I can't handle a lot of dairy. Just my poor little body can't do it. So I can have <laughs> some, but I can't have a lot. And I had a lot already today. So I wanted this yogurt so bad, and I couldn't have it. So, like, the coconut LaCroix was, the closest was like, thing. because there's nothing in it, because it's LaCroix, it's just, like, whisper of flavor. Yeah. Um, it, uh... It's like the closest thing to like something creamy I could have. <laughs> and like my coffee lately, I've just been having black just because I like like the super bitter taste. So like... Um, you had a good balance of so light and bitter. But I couldn't... Yeah, I couldn't have like creamy. So I couldn't even put like cream in my coffee. Uh, so I went with the coconut liqueur. That's the reason I like specifically sought that one out. Coffee, I just have it every time I'm high for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, for a hot minute, I mean, I'm probably going to bring it back in the future. But like... I'm in like a hot cocoa, like just yeah, a hot cocoa kick or like some tea. Like I'm into beverages right now, but I love how I'm drinking a bunch of hot shit and it's summer. Summer. Dog days of summer. Yeah. Um, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, but like no, I had those two beverages and then I had one slice of the pizza. I stole one from yes, you. I shared my pizza. Uh, I had a beef stick, the Jack Link's beef stick. Gross. I, I had those. What'd you call those cookies? The there are four layers of wafer oh, chocolate cookies. Qua- quadrantinis or something or I was like, sure, I don't know. They're I've like, never heard the name before. I have no idea what I'm gonna type this in to see what pops up. Dude, I was fucking right. It's quadratini. Um, were they hazelnut? Probably or chocolate. Probably hazelnut. Yeah, this bag. Yeah, man. You see that at the store? Yeah. It's a quadratini. I was I never right. look at the name. I I'm just see the picture. I remembered that. Like I, I've only had those like maybe once. They are pretty baller. Yeah, they're good. They're real good. I want some now. I ate them all. Oh, the thing I'm craving most. This is a fun thing. Maybe like every time we get stoned, maybe let's talk about things we're craving. Ooh. Because. That's a fun. Is this, I, is this going to Munchie Town? Is this a segue? Oh, yeah. We're in Munchie Time and we're going to Munchie Town. <laughs> um, I just think that like lately our schedules are so weird and we're doing the podcast pretty late. So today we were earlier, so we could actually yeah. eat food. Yeah. But uh, we're trying not to eat so late, so I think beverages are going to dominate munchy time. But talking about our cravings would be nice because I have a crazy craving that like of something I haven't eaten a lot in my life, but every now and then it's so special. I really want craft mac and cheese, specifically like a shape, like the shape mac and cheese, like any it could be SpongeBob or I don't know what kind of cartoons they have as the shapes now. I wish they had sharks or something for, like, Shark Week. But uh, I they, need some... They used to have a SpongeBob one for a long time. I know. I'm assuming that's probably still relevant. Yeah. But I need some kind of shapes. And if there's not at the store, I'm going to cry. But that is the thing I'm craving the most. And maybe we could do it on the next one. But... Was there anything I mentioned that I've been craving the most? Mm, I don't think... That yogurt. <laughs> Fuck. Let's talk about that yogurt. It's those ones that come in, like, we... the glass jar... Yeah. That, that have like the foil over the top instead of like the Yoplait ones or whatever. I don't know what brand. What... We. Oh, that's what it's called? Yeah, it's O U I. I don't know the names of any of this shit. I don't know <laughs> Quadratinis. 
I don't know fucking, I don't know we. I just fucking look at the shape and what it is, and I'm like, I like that, and I take it. I don't even know what they're fucking called. That is the best, like, description of you as a person. You're like, it's food. I'm going to put it in Yeah, it's like, oh, I like that picture, or I like that thing I can see. I'm going to eat that. I don't know what it's fucking called. Yeah, because I said it, and I thought it was weird that you, like, looked at me kind of weird for a second. I'm like, that's what it's called. It's weed. Yeah. Like, we wait from. Yeah, so if you pass those in the grocery store, I got one of them vanilla ones, and I just want to fuck it up. The vanilla honey ones are really good, too. I don't have one of those right now, though. But, Maybe we can get you one of those. But I am craving a fuck. I'm, when I wake up to... When I have my dairy thing, like, I can sleep it off. Like, when I wake up tomorrow, I can have that yogurt. Because I, like... Well, let me tell you what. I guarantee you're going to wake up and have that yogurt immediately. <laughs> yeah, I can have it because I, I reset when I sleep with like my dairy Like, high noon, it's so. a desperate countdown to eat that yogurt. Yes. And I'm counting down the minutes. I'm but excited. That's, that's my craving thing. I'm excited to have the bana- <laughs> the bananas we've been waiting for. We got our bananas that oh, were too so green, green. And we've literally had them for over a week. And some of them are still too hard and green to eat. It's insane. But the, those ones were so good. The ones that The ones that right. got a little yellower but were oh, still pretty green. Oh my god. Yeah, the good. longest wait for a banana I've ever <laughs> That's weird. And with right. that, that's munchy time. That's munchy time. Time. Woo! All right, we're getting into the ratings. I haven't really thought about it. You know, overall, 85 minutes. Watched the whole thing. Was engaged the whole time. I'm going to give this a five putting on the Ritzes out of five putting on the Ritzes. Oh, damn. I really enjoyed this movie. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It wasn't, like, my favorite. Like, it's not going to go at the top of the list. It'll go at the bottom of the fives, probably. But, like, it's a five. Yeah. I liked it. I liked everything about it. It was a breezy watch. I like the acting, like the characters, like the story, like the fact it's kind of an anti-western western, but still like very much a western. Mm-hmm. Like I like everything about it. I I thought, um, specifically the use of time was very impressive because instead of just doing a cutaway to a clock, which they could just film of any time, so they could just look at like the time code or whatever they, they had at the, the time. They have the clocks in the scene. The clocks are in the shot. So they plan this out to the be The clocks like, are strategic, though, like throughout, yeah. because they're not in every shot, but they are present in the room. You see the characters looking toward a clock, yeah. like, and then they show it in the scene, too, and it is the time it's supposed to be. So, like, there is some, like, chess work kind of going Yeah, that's in impressive. This. Like, and without computers... Like Unless that they, must have been very difficult. In I'm the 50s. curious if they f- they had to have like filmed this in order, right? They had to because have. that to fuck it up and be like, fuck, the clock is back, like you know, like yeah. ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, like, I'm sure they filmed it in order. Like you almost have to. <laughs> yeah, and sort of had like a good sense of where everything was gonna be in the edit. It's yeah. very smart, very well done. Um, and also just too my kind of last thing that I just really like about the movie is the title. What a good title. High Noon. Like, yeah. High Noon. Like, come High Noon, like, there's going to be a, a shootout. But it's also that thing. Great Western title. We were talking about in the beginning, like, I don't know anything about this movie, but you tell me there's a movie called High Noon, and you're like, what do you think this movie's about? I'm like, it's a Western. Like, right? it is the epitome of a Western. It's very good. <laughs> very, very good. Um, my rating, I'm going to give this movie, I'm going to go a little lower. Um, just again, I said I, didn't, I don't love westerns, but I do think it's a good movie. Like, this is a pretty good movie. So I'm going to give it four entertainment wikis <laughs> out of five. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's Gary Cooper. Super duper. 
Are you trying hard to look like Gary Cooper? I'm not, but he's a cool dude. He's got like that, I don't know, like... Oh, he reminds me of an actor. I know, and I can't think. <laughs> like I can't His not. name is... What is his name? In my brain, he reminds me of all of those wonderful actors who play gruff roles and heroes and it's almost like the tired hero kind of like a logan like the movie logan the wolverine in logan specifically tired hero it's like a tired hero who is not really getting the support he needs he's on the it's that's extreme in a superhero movie but like you know what i'm saying it's it's like this is the end of it's a retirement he's done yeah but he still has to do it and like it's almost hopeless like the whole thing is hopeless everybody's like give the fuck up stop and he won't and it's like that's what makes us like him more he won't give up yeah and so he reminds me of those actors that do like the similar thing how many times has like an older man have to like show up I don't know. I think Jeff Bridges is doing that in his career right now. Yeah, Jeff Bridges is in, in his, his Gary Cooper phase right yeah, now. Yeah, like the Hell or High Water thing. Oh my god, that movie, really look at it. Like, it's He's, a good movie. What a great Jeff Bridges that, performance. You know what scene I'm yeah. talking about. It but all, overall. Fucking though. mind. Overall, though. He's fucking His fantastic. emotional capacity in acting, I think is very... I know he's like a huge star, but I still think it's underrated. Yeah, I th- and I think Hell or High Water, just in general, is oh. completely underrated. Like, it was nominated for an, all those Oscars that year, but I don't think it won any of them. And it deserved all of them. He's Like, the so acting incredible. is the best in that. The directing is so, super tight. The script is really good. Like, everything fucking works about Hell or High Water. Yeah. Like, so it just reminds me of that vibe of actor. And he's really good. So I say four, just even though I don't really like Westerns, I think it's really good. I do recommend it. It's a fun time. It... It feels easy. It's short. We've had so many long movies, and we have even more long ones coming up, like four hours. Like, I'm talking four fucking hours. I'm going to have to have so much weed in my body. Yeah. That those days where we're going to have to split it into two days. Um, But yeah, it's just nice to have a movie that's like very set in a direction, has great cast, and gets through it very quickly. It's yeah, nice. It's, it breezes along for me. I was entertained the whole time. We were like having a little side conversation, but we were also very much paying attention yeah. to the movie. Like, it's we not were, hard to. We were having side conversations too when people like weren't really talking. We would like kind of wait for so you know, but we were engaged the whole time. I would say yeah, that's why I want to just go five because like I really have no complaints about it. I really enjoyed it. I was really engaged. It was really short. Also, I think the guy's name. That I'm thinking of specifically is Cullen is the last name. Something Cullen. I want to say Brett. He's older. He's probably in his 50s. Oh my god, absolutely. Okay. Guys. <laughs> okay, cool. Then I was Look right. up Brett Cullen and then look up Gary Cooper. This guy? Yep. Wow. Gary Cooper. That's what I said. And I don't know. I'm going to look up Gary Cooper right now just to see his face side by side. They might not look identical, but like the vibe is there. Right. Like, I got as soon as I was like, what's that? When I said wow. what's that name, that's what I was thinking. Brett Cullen. Uh, you're going to see him in Joker. He's going to be Thomas Wayne. Oh, so wonderful. Yeah. So he's going to have kind of a bigger role in something this year. But he's been a character actor for like the last 30 years um, or at least 20 years. And oh, I you can see their eyes. Yeah, it's you know the what? it's also the the way they have sort of the smaller smile mouth lines with the smile lines. Like yeah. yeah, I will say that he also kind of like Brett Cooper is Gary oh, Brett Cooper. Brett Cullen is like a Gary Cooper with a dash of 
Papa uh, Bridges because <laughs> he's got the longer nose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that guy, his look is very, if Westerns were a big thing, he could easily join them. <laughs> yeah, I think I can picture him in like a 90s made for TV Western or something. Absolutely. Like and so like that's what made me think of it. Uh, what if he's in like a 90s TV remake or something of I this movie? Would that would be insane. Love I don't think that's true at all, but I was just I like, feel what like if he was, was like a like a very quiet love interest in the 90s and stuff. Yeah, he's in a lot of that stuff too. Matt's brain is so crazy. I got there. I got there. Like I'm really good at recognizing people and knowing things that they're in, but Matt knows names. He can bring names to the table. Yeah, I knew it was in there somewhere. But yeah, you guys will see him in Joker, so you'll know who I'm talking about. That's then. awesome. I feel like he's been in multiple Batman movies. <laughs> yeah, right? Weirdly, yeah. like he's been like a cop in another one or something, like yeah. a Dark Knight movie. Yeah, no, that is it for this Number week, I think. 33. High noon. High noon. Uh, next week's 34. Do we know? Do you know? To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird is next. Oh my goodness, I haven't seen that since way back yonder. <laughs> way back yonder. Spoiler alert, we always tell them what we've seen it later. Oh, go blow it up your ass. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, you can find us on social media at AF Highlist on Instagram, at the AF Highlist Podcast on Facebook. If you have any things you want to send us, you can reach us. Um, via email with afhighlist at gmail.com. I think that's literally it. Am I forgetting anything? Uh, nope. I think it's it. Wow. Until next time. We've been high. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>